I can tell already, Adam, that uh-huh. um, it's going to be a, a great show. It's going to be a great one. Because last few I've noticed, I've listened to a couple times, your energy level is like a little little Whoa. phoned in. It's not... I think you do better when you're hungover. This and- is how you're starting. <laughs> this is what you're starting with, you fuck. Go ahead. Like, go ahead. You're a real piece of shit. You know that, Bobby? So anyways, my energy level's been really phoned in, you said. Really phoned in. Okay. Okay. But I think it's going to be different today. Why, why is that? Because, um... The whiskey? Uh, wish, wishful thinking. Oh, Just wish, it's, wishful it's, thinking. It's the power of positive thinking, Bobby. Yeah, it's like it's, the secret. It's like the secret. So I was going to say, it's like that book, The Secret. What do you think about The Secret? Have you ever, like... Have you ever tried that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read it. I read it. I made a vision board. It I think worked. that it's like a secular version of prayer where you like... Yeah, man. When you envision things, you kind of put it out in the cosmos, but it's more psychological. It's more internal. Yeah. And then shit kind of happens. And I then mean, it's also that chance thing Well, like... It was probably going to happen either way or, or not. No, I mean... I don't know. I look at it like this. I, I've always led my life under the belief of the force. Okay? It's, okay. There's this energy. Not, no midichlorians. Fuck you, George Lucas and Qui-Gon Jinn for making that, that shit up. That anger is so expired for that, Adam. Come on. This is my beliefs I'm talking about. <laughs> People hold on to that kind of anger for fucking generations. Well, what do you think when... <laughs> All right, for centuries. When you come up to like uh, look at Ireland, like uh, young Earth Christians, and be like, "Hey, yeah, uh, by the way, the Earth is like millions of years." Like, Wait, what's nah, a young Earth Christian? There's someone that thinks like the Earth is only like three thousand years old or whatever. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, people are stupid. Anywho, back to uh, wait, what were we talking about? The Force, the secret, the secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all energy, right? We're all like just atoms. We're molecules just vibrating on different levels. Mm-hmm. And we're all in this big energy field. It's just this this huge mass of energy that we exist in. And we only have five senses, so we can only pick up like five different vibrations in this whole groovy vibrationable Can I do a ocean. can I ask you to do a more cosmic history lesson? Yeah. So No 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 no. I'm gonna give you the topic. Oh. Explain to me the yeah. Big Bang, Adam. Explain to me the Big Bang. So what happened was a long, long time ago there was nothing. There was just a lot of blank. Now, to think that there even is nothing, there has to be something else for the nothing to go against. So it's really a kind of a counterproductive argument. This is just the plot to never-ending story. And then, bam! It was like a firecracker. It was like a cherry bomb that had been dipped in, uh, in uranium, right from Uranus. And it blew up, and everything blew out of it. There was atoms and protons and electrons. There was molecules. And over a very long time, these things, they coalesced together. Some became clouds, some became stars, some became people. And then there was a universe. So this is what that guy, the guy on the show, not Carl Sagan, but the one that replaced... Carl Winslow. Yes. So Carl Winslow DeGrasse Tyson said that that, uh, this is all true. And I believe him. Because I watched that show on TV. Cosmos. Yeah. They made one season of it and they canceled it. But you know what? They made like 50 seasons of Duck Dynasty. That what does tells, that tell you? That tells you about America. It tells you that the star stuff that came from that, that irradiated uh, cherry bomb at the beginning of the Created thing, Uncle Jesse from uh, Duck Dynasty. It's lost its potency over the, <laughs> over the years. Is his name Uncle Jesse or is that Dukes of Hazard? Uncle Jesse was from Full House. And there's he? one in Dukes of Hazard too. Uncle Jesse, yeah. He was in the, there's he was a lot there. of Uncle Jesses. There are a lot of Uncle Jesses out there. There's only one Jesse and the Rippers though. Yeah? Is that like Eddie and the Cruisers? 
uh, it's way not as cool. <laughs> it's not as cool as any no. of the cruisers? That was Jesse's uh, band on Full House. Oh, When they yeah. played at the... Uh, that was Uncle Jesse's band. Uncle Jesse's band. Why the fuck did you watch the, Full House? I think it was the Smash Club. Or the Peach Pit? That was 90210. The Smash the Club. The Max. It was the, the Max. The Smash Club in today's vernacular sounds pretty dirty. Yeah. So anyways... where you go to get... Smashed. <laughs> so, anyways, the secret. Yeah, I believe in positive thinking, Bobby. Whatever you put out into the universe, you're gonna get back. I I think constantly about fame and sorrow. So that's uh, that's pretty much what my life is. It's a cross between the two. Fame and sorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Halfway there. Halfway there. Halfway there. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about energy again. Yeah. Energy, putting it off into the cosmos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last episode, we got all societal. Now we're going to get like... That's all metaphysical. We're going to get all metaphysical. Let's get all metaphysical. I can go for days on this shit. Um, I haven't been watching a lot of movies lately. What I have been <coughs> doing is late at night, uh-huh. I um, uh, smoke a fat um, c- c- a cigarette of tobacco. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I watch footage... Mm-hmm. And I watch footage of uh, ACDC live. Okay. Um, and I'll be the first to admit, like, I think I'm more of a fan of what ACDC represents than what their, like, their actual music, if that nah, makes dude. sense. I, no, I, I, it I, fucking rocks. Don't get me wrong. I'm just not a super fan. I like f- Dirty Deeds. I like that. I like all that shit. Right. But I'm not, they're and shit. not in regular rotation for me. Big balls. Yeah. But I've been watching these fucking videos of Angus Young. Mm-hmm. Like, this motherfucker, like, does not stop. No, he's electric. He does not stop the entire show. They'll play for, like, an hour and 20 minutes. He is running around like a goddamn baby Lhasa Apsa. You know what my job is in a band, Bobby? I was just about to talk. Make Turn it back to you. Can okay. you just... shut up. I'll shut up. So, he's running around the stage, right? Right. And he's he's got like an SG on, and that SG that Gibson SG is a, a pretty small guitar by like mainstream guitar standards, sure, but it looks right. huge on him. So he's like this little fucking guy. Yeah, he's like a tiny little man with a big. And guitar. it was just like, holy shit! I've never worked that hard for anything. Yeah, not one show's worth of work. Right. <laughs> not one ACD show's worth of work have I ever put into anything. Even all the time you've been except on stage. maybe. Maybe uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater back in like 2002. Two, part two. That was a good one. Yeah, you could grind on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, they added the grind. That was a big upgrade. <laughs> um, I don't I think that's the, th- that's the one thing that I've gotten. <laughs> that's the thing that I'm best at, I think, is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. That's what I, when I think about Bobby, like, you know what? That dude is a badass at Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. <laughs> well, 2, 3. It's all kind yeah, of the same. It's all kind of the same. I don't even make those anymore. But anyway, um, I, want, I want you, you're playing a show tonight in Austin. I can't go, sorry. Um, you fuck. I want you to. I want you to envision, uh-huh. not that you aren't full of energy on stage yourself, but I want you to envision how hard Angus Young put shit into it. And I'm going to walk away with that advice to myself, just in everyday life. Yeah. And I want the listeners to know, find something that makes you want work to... as rocking hard as Angus. Yeah, Young. man. Did I say rock, rock hard. Rock, rocking hard as Angus Young. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. So, how are you going to bring that back to me? Oh, I was just saying, uh, make sure you do that shit tonight. You know what it is that gets me? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Bobby. You know how I, I, I do a whole 45 minute to an hour set 
and just constantly move the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm thinking about? The ladies watching me shake my junk. Oh, I was going to say um, carnitas. Well, there's that too. There's a, You know what, Bobby? I just realized something. What time is it in the afternoon? It's 3.07. I haven't eaten anything today. I've had a lot of cigars and a lot of whiskey. A little bit of whiskey. That's why your energy's still low. That's, is that what it is? I should eat. Eating is good for you. So yeah, I'm going to eat before we play tonight. But yeah, man, when you go up there on stage, I look at it like this. Like, people will go see a show, and it might be a great band. They might play their instruments fantastically. They might have ridiculous amounts of talent. But if they just stand there and just play their instruments without really putting the Angus Young into it. Yeah, at least on like a tenth of that. At least a tenth, at least a, a, a fucking hundredth of that, then it's it's kind of pointless. Like I'd rather just listen to your CD. That's what's so weird about um, live performance in general is like you were saying it doesn't matter how good they are if they don't have energy, it doesn't work. It doesn't matter really how bad you are exactly. if it goes the other way. Exactly, and that's, what, that's my point about Trump card. It doesn't matter how bad we are. But it's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's, real it's not bad. like oozing with talent necessarily oh, fuck compared you, to dude. like dream theater or rush or all those other bands that you're Fucking influenced rush. by you're gonna... <laughs> compared to uh we're better uh, musicians tesla we're better musicians than the original misfits okay well, that I mean, that's so is my fucking dog. Right, that's exactly. That's my point. I'm just, I'm just it. giving you, Bill. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You guys are great. Don't get mad at me. Bill doesn't play any instruments. Bill either. doesn't listen to this anymore. He does. He gets pissed when we don't release it on time. So yeah, yeah. My point is to all you rock and rollers out there, put some fucking energy into it and get a guitar that looks the right size on your body. You that's know what? Not um, aimed at Angus Young, by the way. Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> See this? There's a middle finger right in your fucking face. So Bobby plays guitar in a band. Good band. I love him. Y'all played last night. I wasn't able to make it. Sorry. It wasn't last night, but okay. Whatever. So uh, he's got <laughs> a guitar and it's a regular human sized guitar. Bobby's not a regular human sized person. I don't know if you know this people. Bobby's like, like an a, adolescent Sasquatch. Yeah. 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 So I was gonna say, like a small Sasquatch, like a, like a puber, pubescent Sasquatch. I'm six, six in the guitar Two forty. And the guitar he has is tiny. And I went and saw the Queens of the Stone Age a couple weeks ago. Great band. That dude's at least as tall as you. Mm-hmm. And his guitar looks normal human size. He was playing like a uh, Les Paul? I don't fucking know. I don't play guitar. Yeah, those things are fucking heavy, dude. I play Jag. It's fine. It looks fine. No. It will look better with a bigger guitar. I'm going to get a Firebird soon, though. That's is, my next one. Is it big? I've showed it to you. Is it big? Yeah, it's big. It's bigger. It's big. It's big. Pretty big Bobby. Guitar. You're a gargantuan man. Firebird dog. I'll show it to you later. Fireball dog. Drink oh. <laughs> Bobby, you're a gargantuan man. You need a gargantuan guitar. I really look forward to these meetings every weekend. It's good. The meetings, the business <laughs> meetings. So uh, back to the metaphysicals, right? Okay. I was getting on this before, and I'm going to go on a tangent. You ever uh, you ever go to sleep? Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. you ever, you ever had... I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan, actually. Yeah, me too. It doesn't happen for me often, but I like it. Have you ever had a dream, Bobby? Yep. Have you ever had a dream where, let's say, you're, you're looking at the clock, it's when you're starting to fall asleep, and it's like, just say, 11.32, right? And then you, you zone out, and you have this dream, it's like fucking crazy, and it's like long, and you're like going through tunnels, or whatever it may be, but it's this long, drawn-out dream. Mm-hmm. And then in your dream, you like stumble or something, you shake awake, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you fall asleep, and then you like jump awake from a dream. Yeah. And you look at the clock, and it's like 11.34, and it's only it's only been what two minutes two minutes and and the dream was like three days yeah dude time slows down in your dreams for sure yeah man so I was thinking about this right I used to read a lot of H P Lovecraft big fan and his shit was all like crazy dreamscapes and stuff you know and if we're talking about energy and stuff and like the nature of reality right 
Like, if you keep having dreams like that, like, really, we could be, like, apparent and coherent and thinking more in dream time than in actual time alive. You know what I'm saying, dude? Like, if that dream took two days and you sleep for, like, eight hours. But is time relative? I, I mean, I'm not related to it, but no. it affects me. You're, you're full of good <laughs> jokes today. That was, a good, that was a good fucking joke. Adam. That was a good one. Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, Thanks for laughing. Speaking of dreams. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the fuck you just said. You but, said uh, dream theater. It sounded, uh, it sounded neat. Cthulhu, bro. Um, fucking Cthulhu. Dead Cthulhu waits dreaming. It's funny you mentioned that like when you jump up thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I used to do? I used to do this a lot in class in high school when I'd fall asleep. Uh, or on airplanes. Right. I'm yeah, like yeah. asleep like on the tray table. Right. And then I'm, That's the hardest thing to I do. I already kind of had restless leg syndrome anyway. So like if I finally fall asleep, it's not very well. Yeah, you're fidgety. And then and then if I'm like jumping away from like a dire wolf or a fucking monster in my dream. <laughs> Whatever might be there. Yeah. I will literally lift my legs, smack the tray table and then hit myself in the face. And then I wake up. Wow. And then you're almost to fucking Tucson. Yeah. You're like, whoa. But who knows, man? Maybe you were only like, like you're still. Music still and lyrics. Off. This was a terrible movie. Just over Austin. I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> Is that a movie? Yeah. Who's in it? I think Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore, uh, I want to say. Why do you know that movie? Because I saw it on a plane once. I was like, that was the first example that came to my mind. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Let's talk about lucid dreaming. Yeah. Are you a lucid dreamer? I don't know. What's it mean? It means you are in that threshold between like, oh, like you're you're aware that you're dreaming, so you learn how to control it. Right. You're like Doctor Strange, yeah. but you're in your dreams. We need to focus more monies and science in towards dream technology. No one really knows what the fuck it is. Right. And like, so if I had like a little thing I could put in my head, that'd be fucking amazing, you know? Um, I think VR is basically going to no, no, be no, the, the gateway to that kind of Just shit. Just do it while you're sleeping. Just do it yeah. while you're sleeping. I mean, sure. This gives like me a, a great a dream idea manipulator. For, this gives me a great idea for a horror. It's movie. like, well, do I want to go? Uh, do I want to be full control? Or because if you're in control, you don't. You realize you're just dreaming, or you can just preset it to be like, I don't know, I'm dreaming, but I want this to happen. It'd be like Total Recall. It'd be like picking a movie that you watch while you sleep. That's on the way. Yeah, we got that shit on the if way. If we do that, man, like so much, so many people would spend more time sleeping. Now, the scary version of uh, lucid dreaming, yeah, is sleep paralysis. Yeah, have you ever had sleep paralysis? I've woken up before and thought there was something on my head. And you can't move? Yeah. What was on your head? Something black. Was it like holding you down? It was like, okay, like, okay, say I'm looking straight ahead and I can barely move my eyes. And at the very top of my peripheral, I can see something black. Hmm. And now this only happened in my life that I can remember when I was with one of my exes. And this was like my first real girlfriend, like back in the late 90s. Succubus. Yeah. And she, uh, she always said that she was haunted. And like said, there's some weird spirit that followed her around. I like crazy chicks, apparently. Well, and, um, yeah. But that happened a couple times when a I, couple times, a couple times I lived with her, and so I was like, that must have been that thing because it never really happened again afterwards. Yeah, I had a similar situation with my now wife mm-hmm. when when we were first dating. I was asleep in the bed, yeah, at her house, and I woke up. At least I thought I was awake. Straight up in her room. I'm in a room. Mm-hmm. But then she gets up and like like straddles me, nice. And I'm like, oh, cool. This is this is tight. You know, middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all of a sudden I realize I can't move, and then she holds me down, 
and this says something like it sounded like some sort of ancient language, like Sumerian or Latin. Was or it something. Laurel or Yanni? Oh, fuck you. No, um, I have no idea. It was like, <laughs> and then she, like, her fucking essence just entered me. <laughs> and I did that thing, like, in Fire of the Sky, when you have the fucking, like, beam of light hitting yeah, you, like, yeah. you just, like, gyrate and your back goes back. And then I woke up, and, and then I looked to my right, and she was sleeping next to me. And I'm like, is she a witch or something? And now you're married. Is she a witch? I don't think she's a witch. I like her a lot. <laughs> God, I hope she's not a witch. You married a witch, Bobby. No, I didn't. She's a great person. I love her. She's a, she's a, she's a good witch. That's crazy, dude. Did you tell her about that? I told her about it like months later. Because really? we, were, we were out one night talking to my friend's mom, who's all into the occult and shit. Right. And we were we were talking about ghosts and weird shit, and that story came out, and she's just like, "What? What happened?" I'm like, "Yeah, are you a witch?" And then what did you, what did her friend say? She's like, "Oh, you're gonna marry her?" No, no, I don't know. I don't. There was a lot of alcohol that night. I don't remember the exact order of things. Bobby, there's a lot of alcohol every time I hang out with you. This is episode thirty three. Thirty three of not for it's, everyone. It's not for everyone. We did it. We made it to thirty three. Thirty three. That's a pen, that's a pinnacle. It is. It's a high point number. Um, yeah. So it's Substance Abuse Month. It still is. And this evening we will be watching The Green Slime. The Green Slime. From 1968. Because I'm a little, um, I'm not tired of it, but I just want to spice up the variety. Yeah. Um, It's Substance Abuse Month, so a lot of those films involve the 1980s and horror. So I wanted to throw one in there that's a little more. Different. A little different. This is a 60s era sci-fi. But, 60 science But we'll get to that later. Before before that, though, mm-hmm. have you seen anything recently that you would like to talk about or recommend? I'm sure you're like going to bring up Westworld or something. It's good. Uh, no, you know what? I've been watching a show for a couple years. I've told you about this. You might have watched some of it. The Expanse. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing science I heard fiction. it's getting canceled. Yeah. That's, you know, and that's... There's already a movement to, like, make that not They happen. have, like, 80,000 signatures or something. It's very weird how I think you're the only person I've met that... Watches is it. Is familiar with that show. Dude, the show's fantastic. And I've been watching... I'm on the first season still. It's really good. Yeah. You know, juggling that and the terror and everything else. Oh, yeah. Well, at least, you know, good to hear you're getting through a couple I'm caught shows. up on the terror. Terror is great, huh? It's a great show. So, yeah, the uh, the Expanse I've been watching a lot of, and they're canceling it. And it's it's stupid. Like, why would... Why? Why cancel great shows? This is... There's like nine books based on this show. Here, drink the fireball. And, um, like, you might as well just make more than three... It's fantastic science fiction, Bobby. What is it about for people that haven't seen it? It's about the future and the future of mankind. And, you know, going the way that humanity and Earth has been going, they colonize Mars. And, uh, you know, this is a couple hundred years in the future. and, And there's a problem on Mars, which is water, because there's really not a lot of it. So they also send people to the, the, the asteroid belt in between Mars and Jupiter. And they've been mining ice and sending it back. And these are like your blue-collar, like, working-class people. Yeah, now there's generations of them there, right? Mm-hmm. And all these people have grown long and gangly because they don't have the Earth's gravity to keep them down. Uh-huh. So the science behind the show is pretty cool. So you have three factions. You have Earth... Mars. Which is basically like a country in and of itself. Yeah, Earth, yeah. Mars, and the asteroid in the belt. Yeah, the Belters is what they call it. It's a good show. It's a good. Show. I want to. I want to get back into it. The, you know, it starts with a political intrigue, and then it gets into this weird extraterrestrial molecule they find that starts doing crazy shit. It gets bonkers. It gets batshit crazy, banana bonkers, and I like it. 
the third season really picked up in the last couple episodes. Well, hopefully they'll maybe uh, Netflix or Amazon or someone like that will pick it up. Yeah, and it's only on Amazon. It. It's not on. Netflix. Oh, it is. Is it a? No, it's it was a, on Sci-Fi it's though. On sci-Fi. Yeah, 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 they're licensed to different places. Yeah, so hopefully you know, do or that. they'll do a Serenity thing where they just make a long ass movie and be like, "Here you go, you're done." They need to make like a five hour movie. Anyways, what movie are you watching, Bob? Um, last week I checked out the new William Friedkin documentary. Is the documentary by him or about him? Uh, he's it's it's by him and he's like the main host of it. Oh, is it called Billy Friedkin back in action? Um, it's called Repossessed. Like that Leslie? with Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> is that what no, it no, is? no, no, um, no. William Friedkin, who directed The Exorcist, of course, The French Connection, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, just came out with a documentary called The Devil and Father Amorth. The more you open yourself to thinking about this stuff, and you start feeling about this stuff, the more room you allow for the supernatural power of evil to come in. If we don't understand it, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. There's a dimension to this world that is strange and beyond our capacity and control. Can I know how to treat it? No. So something is happening to her, it's clear. But maybe she puts into it the religious context in which she grew up. Because they believe, obviously, they know what's wrong with her. She's possessed by the devil. And it is a documentary about demon possession. Interesting. And Father Amorth is the guy that The Exorcist was based on. So he's talking about, you know, he's, it starts off with him like talking about how respected this guy is in the Vatican and Italy and shit. He's like the best, he's like the fucking, he's like the fucking Bruce Lee of exorcisms and shit. Right. Um, and I love Bruce Lee. And it's talking about how he was the inspiration for The Exorcist. This is like the first half of it. Right. And then he goes and like interviews him and asks him, hey, can I just come tape an exorcism with you? And he's William Friedkin. And the, the guy's like, the this, is, it, this has never happened before, apparently. And the guy's like, let me think about it. And he comes back. He's like an old Italian, like, like quack priest guy. Oh, yeah. Um, and he comes like, like, okay, it's just you, like no other film crew, no lights, no boom mics, none of that shit. Just you and the camera. Right. So about a third of it, maybe not a third, but a good 20 minute chunk of it is just the exorcism like it does not cut it doesn't cut away and go to like you know vignettes of interviews or anything like that it's just the exorcism and i'm I'm watching this part and i'm just going like is this the whole movie because it's interesting but eventually it's just like a a lady like convulsing and saying crazy shit right which is cool but i'm just like seen that at home yeah (laughs) um so and then it, and then eventually it gets into like real like when that's all over it gets into this really interesting territory where they're talking like scientists and shit about this like yeah, actual yeah, doctors yeah. and nowadays these professionals these doctors these more secular trades are kind of like you know if your brain is like hardwired to believe in that realm or that operating system right you know it's who's to say it's it's real to them you know yeah yeah we could call it something else for somebody else whether it be schizophrenia or Um, you know, it's just like, Mm -hmm. if you are, if you are running on an ideology your whole life and that's like how you define things in the cosmos and then you snap and then you snap and that that kind of shit can manifest. And I'm sure there's some sort of brain thing you can measure in some way, but it was really interesting to hear like medical professionals, like admit that though. Right. You know? It's like, well, if it's real to them, it's it's might as well be real. Right, right? yeah. I mean, because to them, as far as they're concerned, it's real. And there's guys going like, well, we don't have any, like, we don't have any kind of 
secular medicine or like Western medicine to, or therapy or whatever to really so does the fully ex- cure this. Does but the- apparently when the Catholic church gets involved or whoever spiritual leader does, that can actually have an effect because it's almost like this placebo effect thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, if you hold religion over like scientific, if you, if you define it more as if something you, spiritual you, yeah. versus something scientific, mm-hmm. You can use that to manipulate the brain to expel it. Right. Right. Because it's going on the same guidelines. Super. It's, it's pretty good. It's got really lackluster reviews, but I think it's really awesome. Interesting. Um, but that's the thing. Like crazy people that are possessed that only... Does does possession like that only happen to religious people? I, I wonder know. now. I wonder like, does somebody who is never religious at all, all I, of a sudden get possessed by Satan I would, and start speaking I Latin? Would, I would say probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Like if somebody's been raised thinking aliens are real and their mind snaps, they're going to think it's aliens, you mm-hmm. know? But do you, are there alien exorcists? Because I need to find one of those. There's that guy, I think he just died, that like removes implants and shit. He's like one of the only credible doctors that like acknowledges it. Like, yeah, you have an alien implant. They bring, they pull out these like little flakes and they're like, we don't know what this is. It's from the alien. And is that as a placebo? There's a document. I don't, I don't know what, really? or it's some sort of like weird, well, like fiber that grew in here's your body. The thing, like, if it is all just the mind, then the people that are doing the exorcists, right, or the exorcisms, they're as crazy as the people getting exercised because they actually believe it. But that's the thing; it's not crazy though. I mean, where what is crazy? I mean, I hate that. I hate that like amateur mm-hmm. philosophy question. Like, what is crazy? What is what it is normal? But they believe it wholeheartedly just as much as obviously the the person probably or within that same ballpark. Right. And they're trained in it and they've dedicated their life to this work, whether you agree with it or not or whether you subscribe to it or not. It is what it is, right? I was listening to some 70s awesome rock and roll the other day and uh, the band Redbone. Dude. I was just about to say, what, like Redbone? Yeah, yeah. I was watching Redbone videos last yeah. night. And the, uh, was it, the Marie Laveau show, the song, the, the, the fucking Witch Queen of New Orleans or whatever? What's mm-hmm. it called? What's it called? All I know is Come and Get Your Love. Well, there's another one that's badass, too. So there's a song about Marie Laveau. And Marie Laveau was this badass voodoo lady mm-hmm. in fucking, however, I don't know, in the past in New Orleans. And I was just thinking about it because, like, people say, nah, that's not true. No, that's not true. But she was like this badass gangster bitch who had people that believed her and followed her, and she fucked people up with hexes and stuff. Like, it's this is the one that like murdered and tortured slaves and stuff, right? No, no, no. Marie Laveau is the. Um, is it the one that um, Kathy Bates was based off? No, of? you're thinking of fucking American Horror Story. No, bro. but that's a, it was based the on a real one person. that Angela Bassett was based off of. Okay, either Angela, way, Angela Bassett is. So she was in New Orleans though, right? I said that. Yeah, I think I think we're confusing this. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, she was this voodoo lady, and the point is, people believed in the power, right? They believed that it was real, and it gave it power. Like, she believed in it enough for it to work. Right. So that goes back to our original conversation, right? Like, the, uh, the, the fucking... The secret, mm-hmm. like if you believe it enough, right? If you're if you're possessed, you believe it because you've always been taught that, so you believe it's demons. It, it can be as something as simple as giving something a name, 
Yeah. Incels, like we were talking about last episode. Yeah. That's a thing now. Yeah. We give it a name. Now it's in the fucking lexicon. When you, know? you start thinking about that, it gets me thinking about the idea of gods, right? Mm-hmm. Like you look at who's the big gods now. There's Jesus and his daddy. <laughs> you know, and Jesus. His, <laughs> and his daddy's got like three religions. He's got the Jews, the Muslims, and the Christians are all worshiping the same fucking mm-hmm. God. That guy's got a lot of blood coming to him. So gods in general, like Thor and Zeus and all that shit, they're just ideas that people came up with, you know? But enough people believe in them that it gives them power. I mean, ideas are right. a thing. I have a theory that, ba- I mean, I'm not sure I'm not the first person to ever say something on this level, but like religion is basically like the operating system of its time for like our our, our, our software. In yeah. Our, yeah. So we use it to define things that we can't explain. Yeah. And then it just evolves into a new, like you update a fucking computer. Like, yeah. Why, why, why is there lightning Thor? Why is there lightning Zeus? Why is there lightning fucking friction in the fucking atmosphere? Right. You what know? is it like <laughs> electrons hitting yeah, each other? Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't know that back then. Right. But, it, but reality is based on the consensus of the, Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is something like you. You can't have a definition of something without someone defining it. Right. Right. That's like the whole Big Bang thing. If there's no, if it's all black and there's no white, what's defining the black? Right. Yeah, man. This shit. And then you got to ask yourself, like, well, if you put enough false belief out in the universe and more people agree to it, mm-hmm. what if it does physically manifest in some right. way? Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> but no, dude. Like, right. Like, I think, like, Zeus and Odin and all those dudes, they, like, exist, but they don't exist in this world. They exist in the minds of people. Right. Same thing with Jesus. Like, Jesus is baller because he's got so many minds thinking about him. But when you think about that, like, all it really takes to be a god is get him to believe in you. You know who else would count as a god? Fucking Elvis. Right. There's so many people that have an idea of Elvis. Batman. There's a really good book called The Short History of Myth, I think is what it's called. It's all mythology, dude. It, well, it's it talks about how like human beings naturally are like hardwired to believe in something. Right. And then even though like, you know, George Washington or whoever probably wasn't like this fucking guy we put on a pedestal now like right. in real life. A douchebag, like it doesn't even us. matter cuz it is this now. Yeah. Right? That's his mythology is far more, uh, more of a residue than his, or yeah. more important than his actual being. His actual life is worth less than what is the idea. Exactly, it's is. the idea that evolves, like Batman. Like yes, <laughs> you know exactly. if you think like three hundred thousand years from now, like the world's been gotten destroyed, right? And archaeologists from the future, the only thing that's left is a comic store. Right. Or just some nerd's comic collection. Mm-hmm. And they find these. It'd be like the Dead Sea Scrolls, but it'd be like a Batman collection. And they'd think that everybody like, back then worshipped Batman. This must have been really important in these like really hard <laughs> plastic cases with these numbers on. What yeah. do these numbers yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, these yeah. hieroglyphs. As, exactly. Hieroglyphs. As far as they can like, Oh, like, it's how we rated whether or not fucking uh, uh, DuckTales comic book was <laughs> worth, like, was in good condition or not. They just imagine that's what all the gods were like. Like, ah, Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I hope that Batman gets like Hercules status like 4,000 years from now. Well, the argument could be made too that Batman is an archetype that's come from some other. Yeah. Vig- like he's the anti-hero. Like that's been around. We respond to it for the same reason for whatever reason, right? Yeah, but who was they like the big- They just redefined it over the generations. Who was the big vigilante of the fucking olden times? They're out there. Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah. It's Travis true. Bickle. He fought the Joker. Um, Bickle was after Batman. <laughs> Um, was way after uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop He's an anti-hero mm-hmm. He takes the justice into his own hands You know all I want Bobby 
is that for the memory of me to go down in infamy throughout all of mankind for like infinite generations. Is this Adam's Corner? No, 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 no. I forgot what I was going to talk about for Adam's Corner. We don't need one tonight. Fuck you. We got a format, Bobby. We stick to the goddamn format. But the point is, man, yeah, the gods are real and they're in your head. And if you have aliens in your head, there's no exorcists for that. But if you're Catholic, you might have a shot. Oh, you know what it reminds me of? What's that? Do you remember? It's a really good miniseries from the 90s. It's called Merlin with Sam Neill. Hmm. And uh, Martin Short's in it. It's like a... It's a um, Is he comic relief? Yeah, kind of. He's yeah. kind of like this smart, like squirmy little... Like he is in every movie. I think he's Martin Short. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's Martin Short. <laughs> but I couldn't imagine him playing a serious role. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, Merlin. Captain Ron. He's a pretty serious role in that one. What, the, the remake? Uh, Clifford. Oh, wait, Clifford was a pretty serious role for Martin Short. He was in Captain Ron. Uh, Father of the Bride, part two. Just, he got a little more serious in that one. <laughs> Just get on with it, Bobby. Um, but it, it's it's worth checking out. It's an old made-for-TV movie, miniseries from the 90s called Merlin. Merlin. Sam Neill plays Merlin. Right. So, Merlin. like, the end of it is, like, it's all about this battle between the old ways and the new ways. And the old ways is, like, paganism and, like, nice. the, the villain is yeah. all, like... The villain is this woman, uh, Queen Mam or whatever. I don't fucking know. Mab. Mab, yeah. And she's straight up like old school, like earth pagan, Stonehenge shit, all that. Does Merlin Or Druid Jesus? or whatever. No, no, no. I think it, it's kind of like toying with that new, yeah. you know, uh, outlook or perspective. Mm-hmm. But she's pure evil, right? Yeah. So the end of it is literally like, just ignore her. If you just ignore her, she's going to go away. Don't give it a name. Don't give it acknowledgement. Yeah. That's why they, like, I don't, never mind. I was about to get, like, use it in a modern day Dude, political sense, but I don't know. Something you give ideas to gives it power. Yeah. Know? Totally. Totally. That's why Jesus is so strong, because so many people give him their ideas. And if it works, it works. If it works for them. Right. If it works for them, you know. I personally like to think of myself as my own God. I think, I think God, the, the concept of God is just the rules of the cosmos yeah basically. dude it's the force man it's just the it's fucking, the rules it's the framework that's yeah. all it is it's the fucking framework it's like if you follow these rules good shit's gonna come your way or it's, you're gonna be te- I don't know but I tell you what Cthulhu is real and at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean okay that's with, true with uh, one, one-eyed Willie <laughs> true story speaking of that I went and saw Deadpool 2 last night you did I did okay what do you think it was pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. So you're not like humping furniture and creaming your jeans right now no. over this movie. Not like I was with Infinity War. Wow. Yeah. I, don't I, don't I humped furniture with Infinity War <laughs> big time. Uh, no, no, like, no. It was funny. I, I read like... I named my recliner Steve Rogers. <laughs> Let me ride on it. Uh, ride the Rogers. So no, I, I read that it was like, oh, it's better than the first one. It's funnier than the first one. I wouldn't go that far. Um, but it was good. It was funny. It was entertaining. There's some surprises in it. Cameo, like, character cameos? Yeah, like the best, the best. Like, there's the best character cameo cameo in this, and it's not, it's something you didn't expect. And then when you see it, you're like, fuck yeah! And then it delivers. Is it long shot? No. I think long shot should get his own movie. It's better than long shot. Mojo. I'm not going to make any comments. It's Mojo? No, it's not Mojo. No, I'm not going to make any comments. Is it arcade? No. Okay. No. What was the uh, the green pterodactyl's name? Sauron. Isn't that from Lord of the Rings? Mm, yeah. Same difference. Mr. Sinister. No, it's not Mr. Sinister. All right, I'm done there, guessing. There is, you know, there's a lot of references to a lot of shit. And you don't want me to say it. Do you want me to say it? No. No, go see the fucking movie. I do want to see that one. I'm going to go see it. It was fun. It was fun. It was, 
they tried to have some like more emotional stuff to it. And I felt a couple points it lagged. It dragged on. Like, okay, I get it. Move on. Yeah. But I, um, I think that that's one of those movies that should just stick to one tone the whole time. Yeah. Just, like, make it silly. You know? Yeah. It was it was fun, though. I like Josh Brolin a lot. I'm, Domino's my favorite female comic book character of all She's time. She's great. She's great. I like, I've, I've always liked the X-Force more than the X-Men, arguably. Domino's not the Domino from the comic books. I, well, she's they've made her ethnic now. No, I'm not talking about that dipshit. I'm talking about the fucking character. Like the oh, okay. I haven't seen the movie yet. She's hot. I don't care if she's no. black or white. No, neither do I. If you want to be my lover, it don't matter. If I thought you were going to do Michael white. Jackson just now. I did. No, so, that was Spice Girls. Oh. I'm looking at the man in the mirror? That's uh, man in Lionel Richie? No, that's Michael Jackson. Anywho, no. Domino's badass in it. There's, there's some funny parts. The the character that's in it that I didn't expect to be in it, and then was in it, is fucking badass. Okay, leave it at that. That's it. Let's go to the news. <sighs> the news. What's on the news today, Bobby? I, I haven't let you tell me about it, because I want to be surprised. Pet dog raised by Chinese family for two years turns out to be a black bear. <laughs> You want me to read that again? You were laughing. Are you serious? Pet dog raised by Chinese family for two years turns out to be a black bear. How do you how do you not know? Looking at the picture, I it mean, doesn't say blind Chinese. It doesn't say uh, 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 retarded Chinese family. So I'm I'm I am at a loss here. Yeah. How do you not know you have a bear living in your uh, your Chinese apartment? I mean, if you like pet it and it's nice and it eats your, the food you feed it, like it just runs around all fours. I mean, I get kind of weird out when it like stood up. It's a bear. You can obviously tell it's, it's a, a straight bear. up bear dog. Okay, so this is from the Independent five days ago. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I went through. There was a lot of good news this week, but I was like, this is the one. This right here. is the one. Uh, with Sun Yun. Uh-huh. That's the person's name. Suyun. Suyun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bought her family a puppy two years ago. She was <laughs> surprised by how much the dog ate. A box of fruits. I don't know what that means. Is a box a, uh, a met for, unit of wait, measurement in China apparently. Wait, a box of fruits and two buckets of noodles every day. Well, I, I was thinking that. Who feeds their dog fruits and noodles? I, I, I don't know. They don't feed their. You feed a fucking bear that. That's what you feed a bear. Fruits and noodles. Yeah. Do bears love fruits and noodles? Obviously, it ate a fucking ton of it a day. Um, uh. There was, it turns out, a reason for its uh, prodigious appetite. <laughs> the animal has grown into a 250-pound bear. <laughs> um, I haven't finished reading this article, but I want to know, like, where did they get it? Why is it a, why, why, why is it a bear? Like, why would they think it was a dog? There's so many questions here. Oh, my God. The more he grew, the more like a bear he looked, said Miss Yun, a villager living near the city of Kuming in Yuman province. I'm a little scared of bears. She's only a little scared of bears. I'm fucking terrified of bears. Bear in your house for two years, never like, it doesn't look like a dog. It looks like a bear. Dogs don't stand up on their hind legs and walk around. The animal has now been taken into care at the Yunnan Wildlife Rescue Center after the family got in touch requesting help. Like, hey... Uh, wildlife uh, Refuge Center run by the uh, uh, Maoist Chinese government. Uh, <laughs> uh, we don't know what to do. We might need your help. We got a dog, but it turns out it might not be a dog. We got this dog. It's a bear. 
It's <laughs> oh, it's great. Um, it's been identified as an endangered Asia tick. Asiatic. Oh. Asiatic black bear. Which would fetch thousands of pounds if sold on the black market. The family say they bought the animal, believing it to be a Tibetan mastiff. Okay, now I get it. While on holiday in 2000. That makes sense. Well, here's the funny thing about the story. It's an endangered Asiatic black bear. Yeah, how much are mastiffs over there? Which would fetch thousands of pounds if sold on the black market. Mm -hmm. So some jackass sold... A fucking bear. Endangered bear. An endangered, highly valued bear cub thinking it was a dog. So I want to go into this. So it's not the family that's stupid. Yeah. It's it's, the man that sold them the bear dog. Because you know that this family didn't spend thousands of dollars for it, right? I doubt it. I I doubt it. I don't think you have thousands of dollars in communist China to spend on a dog. They're villagers, you know? No offense to villagers. They probably bought it at the uh, market where you buy food. And, like, the guy who sold him the bear has got to be kicking himself right now. Like, God damn it. That guy's, like, already killed himself. Yeah, yeah. You know, he could have been just trying to get rid of the bear. Who knows the backstory? I want to know the story of that guy. Yeah. I want to know. I want to see, like, a made-for-TV Hong Kong action flick of this story, but from the perspective of the guy who sold the bear. Are you talking, like, pre or post? Or, like, he sells the bear in the middle of the movie? End of the movie. Movie ends with him selling the bear to the family. Yeah, dude. What led up to that? Because yeah. that's like just some dumb somebody's handing him a bear. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's a dog. Okay. I'm Someone handed him it. a bear. Hey, hey, here's a bear. Was this a guy who'd never dealt in dog sales before? Is this a guy that's never seen a, a bear before? <laughs> yeah, have you never seen a bear cub and a fucking puppy? I mean, it is endangered, so maybe he's never seen this particular breed of bear. Yeah. We, yeah I don't know. I it's it boggles the mind by That's me. the news. That's, a Chinese family uh got a puppy, turned out to be a bear. Wasn't a puppy at all. It was a bear cub. <laughs> the end. <laughs> The, the the real story is how that bear cub got to that family's house. And the world will never know. Let's go to Adam's Corner. <laughs> so Adam's Corner, I want to talk a little bit about health in today's modern America. I know a lot of people that are, they, they really feel that their health is an important thing. You know, they eat right right they exercise they go to the gym they don't smoke fucking 10 black and mild cigars a day you know and they they're really smug and uppity and righteous in the fact that they're living their life right and they're doing their health stuff right you know people keep saying like you're supposed to take care of your body it's a temple and all that shit you've heard it right mhm so uh i know a lot of these people that are like really healthy quote unquote people they go to the gym they do spinning classes and all this stuff and they still have like terrible cholesterol right yeah high blood pressure like they can't eat certain foods or they like explode so me i'm kind of a i'm kind of a self-destructive individual you Mm -hmm. know i'm living a life just on a highway straight to hell um and uh and i went and got a physical the other day bobby Uh uh-huh did i tell you this do the whole uh, the whole turn left and cough thing, <laughs> and um, I, I smoke a lot. You know, I smoke ridiculously large amounts of cigars and other things. And so sometimes I cough constantly. Sometimes my chest hurts. I'm like, I'm at the physical. Hey guys, X-ray my chest. Let's see. Let's see how it looks. So uh, I had him do all that, and I wasn't worried about it. I'm like, I, I'm probably not dying. You know, I've dropped like 30 pounds in the last couple months. Like you probably noticed, I'm sexy. And so I got my call back from the doctor. It's AIDS, isn't it? 
Well, first thing he tells me is, look, we did the x-ray on your chest. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Like, there's no emphysema? Sounds like there's a butt. No, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no cancer? Like, no, you're good. And, uh, and I had him run all the STD checks, too. And I was like, like how those turn out? They're like, well. AIDS. They're all good. You're fine. You're <laughs> wow. you're negative for everything. I don't care what you've been doing. It like it's scary. <laughs> it's you know it's it's freaky shit. And then I'm like, what about everything else? You know, you ran all the tests for everything else. Now again, I smoke more than I eat. I drink a lot of whiskey. I I, I do push up sometimes. You know, but I'm not really a healthy individual. Right. And so they like give me my 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 stats and like my cholesterol, my blood pressure. It's excellent. The cosmos needs you, Adam. It's excellent. Like, I'm trying to destroy myself subconsciously. It's because you're, you're contributing positive things in the world. I guess I am. And, and, and the universe recognizes the that world and rewards you. It. Right, 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 right. When Look I'm, at Keith Richards. Right, you know? I could... Motherfucker's still rocking. I could pull a Keith Richards. You know, now Don't I'm do like, heroin. I'm like, should I start doing some smack? I'm going to do that way later in life. Should I start snorting ice again? I've never snorted ice. Is mm. ice a thing you snort? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, so I don't know. My point is this. Listen, people. Like, you can try to improve yourself. You can do all the healthy shit. And you're going to get sick and die anyways. Well, that's kind of a positive yet negative outlook on it, I think. But I I, I do believe. Like, look at the stats on... I don't know. I'm off the top of my... But look at the stats on people that when they retire and they just, like, stop contributing. Right. Because they stop having a purpose. They drop dead. Or, you know what? or people whose spouses die, and then they die like shortly thereafter. My nanny and papa. Yeah. Papa outlived nanny. Dude, the world is a lot more... There's mechanisms in place. Yeah, there's there an is. ecosystem in place, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So here's my thing. Keep putting good vibes out there. Contribute constructive, hilarious, wonderful things. I've like, got a uh, purpose. Like uh, 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 what Kevin James does. <laughs> like... Uh, 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 Yahoo Serious. Yeah, yeah. David Spade. D- <laughs> yeah. David Spade's making quality. Uh, Adam Sandler. Uh-huh. Um, new Netflix, uh, Chris Rock, Adam Sandler movie coming out. Is it Netflix? I don't fucking know. Um, it's going to be. We were talking about me, not It's going to be hilarious. From, though. The, from the Adam Sandler. Uh, this, this podcast. You got to put real shit out yeah. there. I have a purpose, Bobby. That's what it is. I have a purpose to live. And as long as you don't go over. Board, yeah, like like that movie, not the remake. Like the keep original. it reasonable, like the original with Kurt Russell and his beautiful lady friend Goldie Hawn. So yeah, my body has conformed to my oh, self destruction. Yeah, overboard. that just registered. Yeah, you just got the Kurt Russell joke. So uh, so my my point to you out there, people, is listen, do your dreams, and as long as you're doing your dreams, everything's gonna work out fine. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. it like Angus Young. Do it like Angus Young. Put the energy out there, and it's gonna come back to you. Don't do it like Bon Scott. <laughs> How did he die? Uh, he, I think he choked on his own vomit. Yeah, that happens from, to rock stars. from uh, drinking. You know, something like that. That only you only hear about that happening to to like rock stars. I'm you, sure it happens more than you think. It probably happens to normal drunks too, but mm-hmm. nobody cares. Yeah, about why them. would you? Right, you know, they're not working. All my all my heroes are fucking drug addicts. All my heroes are fictional, mm. <laughs> or dead. like a Goku. Yeah. So, anyways, what are we uh, what are we watching today? All right, Bobby? let's go watch the movie. This is a movie directed, one of the early movies directed by Kinji Fukasaku. Kinji Fukasaku, who our listeners might know from directing a little film called Battle Royale. It's a great film, which Battle is Royale. a great film. Um, this is a sci-fi from the nineteen sixties, late sixties. Um, why don't you go ahead and read the IMDb? After destroying a giant asteroid heading towards Earth, a group of scientists unknowingly brings back a strange green substance that soon mutates into 
a monster. The lonely, helpless earth. The 21st century. The world of the future. And lurking beyond the cold, strange immensity of conquered space. Growing and spreading beyond the warped imagination of the greatest human intellect. Exploding in unspeakable horror. The green slime. The civilized world at war with alien form, whose slimy touch means instant, horrible death. Invaders from beyond the stars. The green slime. I have quite a uh, love-hate with this movie. Yeah. I could agree with that. There was a lot of things that were very redeeming and endearing. Like the hot Italian birds. Like the hot Italian birds mm-hmm. and uh, the hot Italian birds. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Um, this is a kind of a weird one. Well, I don't understand, Bobby. You know, I, didn't wa- I haven't watched a lot of 50s or 60s movies. Mm-hmm. What are some big 60s? Have you watched any movies from the 50s? Yeah, like The Time Machine, the Ray Harryhausen stuff um, from the more 40s, 50s, like War of the Worlds, um, The Day the Earth Stood Still. It's funny you mention that because I want to point out, so a big factor into watching The Green Slime is the effects because they're not good. They're not good. But it's entertaining in like a Yo Gabba Gabba, (laughs) sit in Marty Croft kind of way. Yeah. Um, It's fascinating to watch, but it's not good but it's also not without effort it's not lazy either it just is what it is but that doesn't necessarily save this film no no okay you know what i just googled 1968 movies Mm -hmm. okay you know it came out in 1968 2001 space odyssey yeah which is fucking amazing and seems like it was made 30 years after the green right say what you will about 2001 space odyssey if you were to see it contextually where you're used to seeing things like the green slime You'd be like, what? It would You'd be like, holy mind. shit! Yeah, this is incredible. Mind. Because I mean, there's so much that this seems realistic. And, and there's nothing in this movie that seems realistic. No, at all. and it's fun and it's kitschy. Let me let me just do box art review real quick. You, Oozing puppetry, groundbreaking gore, awkward use of zooms, <laughs> an essential Saturday afternoon movie if you're lonely and unemployed, <laughs> and probably drunk at that point. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know. When we started watching this movie, I was kind of excited about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool. We're going to be watching some of this campy. It's campy, you know? It's exactly what it is. But it wasn't played campy. The only guy who seemed campy was the the doctor. Everybody else was just actually trying to be serious. I th- Yeah, and I think that that's part of camp sometimes, though. I don't know. When I think campy, Camp doesn't have to be self-aware that it's I'm bad. I'm thinking like Scooby-Doo and fucking Batman 1968. 66 whatever like that shit's campy as fuck right they're like hey, hey, hey. yeah like yeah. this looked like that felt like that mm-hmm. but the actors are still saying. like we are serious on this spaceship but i think that that can make it more interesting yeah but it didn't <laughs> but it did but not in the, <laughs> no did. i i i i have a love hate with this film but but let, let's get into more of our re- response to it by putting it into context adam tell me what the green slime is actually about so here's what's going on in the green slime all of a sudden one day these people that are like sci- space scientists on earth 
they realize there's a giant asteroid heading right for Earth, and it's going to be there in 10 hours. So they're like, we need to channel Bruce Willis from the late 90s, and we need to do go all Armageddon on this shit. Let's find a crack team of guys to send them blow up the asteroid. Mm-hmm. So who do they call? Michael Clark Duncan, Steve yep. Buscemi, yep. Yep. Um, Owen Wilson. But none of those guys were famous yet, so they called... The fake auburn-haired Sean Connery to come and be the he guy. He kind of did have it. a like Bond thing. He going had on. a Sean Connery type face. Yeah, the ten out the the asteroids ten hours away is a little like in this futuristic world yeah. they have like space they stations. Have, flying cars. They have flying cars. Yeah. Um, all these wonderful <laughs> technologies. They have Google. But the guy's like, oh shit! By the way. It's <laughs> an asteroid ten There's hours a, out. The asteroid's ten hours away. It's going to hit Earth. And hey, uh, hey, fake Sean Connery, you're uh, you're going to retire soon. But he wasn't like this. Is what they said they were like, but he was American. Well, yeah, he was American. But he he had a more he had kind of a his hair Bond thing going his on. His hair was amazing. Mm-hmm. His hair was like a hair helmet. Yes, and even know. when he wore his helmet, he would take it off, and his hair would be back Just perfect. Exactly how it was. Perfect it was, auburn, it was fucking <laughs> perfectly groomed tsunami wave of auburn. It was a, a tsunami wave of auburn on top of his head. You can learn a thing, Mr. President. So they go. The, he gets on there, and and it turns out that he has history with this other guy who was another astronaut named Vince, mm-hmm. and they were the best team ever. But something happened. And we don't know what. They foreshadow it. So uh, fake Sean Connery gets on a spaceship in a quick half an hour jaunt through the (laughs) Thunderbirds go fucking realm. He flies in what looks like something made out of a shoebox to another shoebox that's a space station. With, uh, yes. You're talking about the space station? Yeah. Okay, but but the, the ships that they ride in this look like these big phallic, like spray painted, um things with butane lighters they attached like to them butane dildo rockets butane dildo rockets yes. flying through space and like when it sh- <laughs> what's cool is like you that's look an at- alternative title <laughs> butane dildo rockets flying through space that's what this movie's about mm-hmm. so it shows like the asteroid and it looks like the moon from mystery science theater like totally looks exactly like right that. and um, i'm 90 percent sure why this seems so familiar to me is because i think pretty sure there is a mystery science theater of this movie you know what the asteroid's name was what flora <laughs> why would you name a fucking asteroid flora it sounds i mean is it like after like a latin woman you had a crush on or is it like flora and fauna because it's not a plant it's a fucking asteroid right it's a fucking I, asteroid I, I think that they just randomly came up with that idea with no thought into no it. no forward that you know i will say about sean connery in this he was like the manliest <laughs> dude it's not in this. the manliest man he is manly he's very manly he's got the rugged chin and anyways, he gets up there, he lands on the Orbital Station, and it's his ex-best friend, Vince, who's in charge. He's played by uh, Richard Jenkel. Yeah, he was in stuff. I've never seen the the, the manly Sean Connery or anything. Other than no, that. Richard Jenkel was in, like, uh, The Dirty Dozen, uh, Starman. Well, the thing the is... The original 310 to Yuma. About, about Jimmy Jenkel, or whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> Jimmy Jenkel. He's got this really hot Italian girlfriend... Redhead, kind of short, dark eyes, just my type, gorgeous. And it turns out the redhead, Italian broad, was Sean Connery's ex-girlfriend. So at this point, we are introduced to a dire asteroid situation that's about to strike Earth. Yep. And 
a, love a classic tri- tri- love triangle. A classic love triangle. Let's just let's throw that in there. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck do we not need that? You yeah, know? I mean, who cares? Uh, so to get there and there. See, you're you're kind of fuming with frustration because I think you didn't like it, but you you're still upset that there's parts of it that you did. I like the Italian chicks. <laughs> Okay. That's what I liked about this movie. Okay. That was the number one thing I liked about this movie. So they're, they're there on the space station for five minutes, and it cuts back to the people on Earth, and they're like, why haven't they left yet to go to the asteroid? And they're like, they've been there five minutes. Now well, I want to talk about the like the set design for this uh, this space station. Yeah. Because the hallways are straight, like, Dr. Evil yeah, era. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it's it's what Austin Powers makes fun of, right? Exactly. This is very Austin They Powers even movie. have those, like, little warehouse carts that they drive around in <laughs> and it's funnier when austin powers tries to do a three-point turn and get yeah, stuck yeah. it's like that it's just but like it's that. Uh, not funny i mean it's so like austin powers that they're go-go dancers on the space station right it's very very 60s it's so i mean i guess that's what the 60s were like um but the sets are uh, look like like the first color zenith tvs yeah covered in like a spray paint like platform that fuses into the wall right. and um also it contains my grandpa's alarm clock as well exactly in, in knobs random knobs yes. and dials lots of knobs yeah because obviously technology with computer systems in space you need knobs so they hop on another spaceship you gotta forgive things like that i mean i'm just i'm just thinking about it now. Mm-hmm. they hop on the spaceship and they fly the asteroid and the asteroid is all red and craggly, and it looks amazing. I mean, again, it looks like fucking sets that you would see in some shitty 60s movie. <laughs> I haven't watched a lot of shitty 60s movies, so seeing this, is it was pretty jarring. <laughs> and I was, I, was jarring, inter- huh? I was entertained up until this point. I'm like, okay, if we watch this now, it'd be CGI, and it's not, and that's cool. So they get to this asteroid, and, and they're looking around. They're drilling holes to put nuclear bombs to blow it up. Wait, wait, wait. Before that happens, uh-huh. <laughs> like we pass through zero gravity, and like, oh, yeah. like there's no physics of the ship that like that that would imply that. <laughs> they just say that, yeah, and then like fake Sean Connery's hair is just still perfect, still perfect. Like there's no gravity effects that are accurate in this at all. We we at all <laughs> unless there was some sort of like gravity technology on the yeah, ship. Yeah, there's which gravity is well in the middle of the ship. Yeah, obviously that's mm-hmm. what they did because they. I mean, they use a knob for the that. future is made of very masculine men and very uh, Europeanly ambiguous women. All the women seemed really European. Um, that's that's it. all you could do, I think. I'm convinced in the 60s. Um, every sexy girl mm-hmm. was just, um, you know, could be a Bond girl, which this one, uh, Luciano Paluzzi, oh, actually Luciano was Paluzzi. in Thunderball. Um, but her, <laughs> she's like this sexy redhead Italian girl. Her name is Lisa Benson. <laughs> Dr. Lisa Benson. <laughs> I am Dr. Lisa Benson. That's probably the least Italian uh, name I've ever heard. Yeah, but dude, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's think of Arnold's names in movies. Detective John Kimball. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking John Kimball. You're, yeah, no, you're not. You're not Kimball. You know that. Your name's not Jack Slater. Your name's fucking, like, Udo, uh, <laughs> Udo for, for heaven. Like, we know it. So they get there, and they drive around, they're planting bombs, and they find this strange green slime. Mm-hmm. And the green slime starts crawling all over their golf carts, their space golf carts. Mm-hmm. So then they have to run, and they're like, well, we got to get out of here. The space golf carts are covered. We got to get off the planet before the moon explodes, so the asteroid. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite part is when... when <laughs> <laughs> we rewound. We, is this the part we rewound a few yeah, times? Yeah. 
So, uh, so uh, fake Sean Connery goes onto the spaceship to, to receive a call from Earth, and they're like, we've moved the time frame up, the asteroid's sped up, so we have to blow it up in 20 minutes. And they're like, well, we... <laughs> We can't get away in time. They're like, make it happen. The best thing is he he takes his helmet, like he gets on the spaceship. <laughs> the door to the spaceship's wide open. It's wide open. They just leave the spaceship. There's no door airlock open. or yeah, anything. Nothing like that. And he gets on the spaceship and just flips the front of his helmet up like a motorcycle. Like a helmet. motorcycle. <laughs> and I'm like, that was keeping you okay in the vacuum of space. Yeah. Uh, it's really strong glass. Obviously. But easy to uh, swipe up if you need to. How is this made the same year as 2001? I don't know. And I want to get into that more because literally t- about, give or take, 10 years later was Alien. Right. Yeah. 10 years after this was Alien. Alien. And this is, I mean, this is a B movie, but this was released by MGM. Um, that being said, I'm sure it had some sort of a budget, um, but it's made by the same production company from Godzilla, correct? Yeah. It's Toei. To- to- Toei. To- I don't know. Yeah, so uh, so Toei, right? And I was thinking that when I'm watching this, I'm like, this really seems like a like a toy set from a Godzilla movie, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much exactly what it was. Yeah, and I mean that that was just the aesthetic back then, I think, because again, I mean, it's directed by um, Kinji Fukuzaku. Kinji Fukuzaku. Um, right. Um, it's amazing to think about a film like this, and then it evolved into yeah something Battle, like Battle Royale. Battle Royale is intense. Um, it was great. But yeah, it's amazing. That's what's probably most interesting about this is like you're watching it. You're like, holy, sh-. this is the same year as 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah. This is 10 years before Alien. Yeah. And in as bad as it is and yet still watchable, a lot of you start to notice a lot of tropes in actual good sci-fi that came out in the late 70s, right. 80s, 90s. You know what I mean? Um, there's your like, you're like, you know, the doctor that... Uh, the doctor that just couldn't help himself. He was know? like Dr. Smith from Lost in Space. Or uh, Bishop. He was kind of the Bishop character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From you know Alien. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, even some Michael Bay trope. They like drill into the asteroid Yeah. to blow it up. That was totally That was Armageddon. straight Armageddon. That was straight Armageddon. I'm like, not, to, not to say that Armageddon's a like, much better movie than this. I mean, I don't know. I, no, Armageddon's terrible. <laughs> this is terrible, too. So this was really like Armageddon meets, meets Austin Powers. And then the other thing, too, is they don't they don't pull cheap moves from the beginning. They make you wait for these shitty puppet monsters. Oh, God, the monsters are so bad. And I don't know if they were trying to do like a let's build anticipation thing or not. Right. Or they just try to fill time. It's not like Night of the Demon. Even if that was accidental, things like Jaws, yeah. Alien. Right. Jurassic Park, uh, Adventures of Pluto Nash, um, all these films where you don't see it's sci-fi or horror or whatever, you don't actually see the monster or have even a hint at it until the second act, at least. I guess they did that with this, huh? Yeah, again, I don't don't know if that was intentional or not. The beginning, it was just the green slime. You see the green slime, and then they, they destroy the asteroid, but some of the green slime gets on one of their spacesuits. And it sneaks onto the spaceship with them. You mm-hmm. know? And now what happens... And hijinks ensue. And hijinks ensue. Yeah, so what happens is they, they put all the clothes in the de- 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 decontamination. And uh, <laughs> while it's in the decontamination, they decide it's time to throw a go-go dancer party <laughs> on the space station. Yeah, yeah. All the girls are in go-go dancer dresses. They all start dancing around. It's just a party, a good old time. Yeah, you were not allowed to be not a hot 
European lady yeah. if you were in the movies in the 60s, yeah, yeah, late yeah, yeah. 60s. I mean, I like that. I want to go on that space station. Because that's, you know, Grand Slime or not, like weird one-eyed alien looking things with stupid tentacles or not. Mm-hmm. I want to be on a spaceship filled with hot Italian birds. Yeah. I want that. That's fine. That's, I, I mean, wanna, I, can, I can see why. I want to be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. Can I do that? In in like hyper masculine men that um kind of come off as gay by today's standards. Yeah, I'm manly. Like, this guy's like trying way too hard. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, what? What? He was seeming like he, he was trying too hard to be like a, a manly dude, a man's man. See, like me, I don't even gotta try. It's just <laughs> fucking natural. As you sip on a uh, fireball whiskey. Ah, it's so good. It's like cinnamon and whiskey. Mm. But yeah, the women just, I mean, I guess the space at this time in this world, the women just wear like sequin, Sequin like slutty prom dresses. Sequins in space. What I like though is this, because I'm like, it's just all these hot chicks dancing around. I'm like, that's amazing. (laughs) And I'm like, what is their job? What is their fucking job? Well, they're like nurses. And then I'm sure they were like, there was ones that were on like the... The jerk-off committee, because they're in space. <laughs> the circle jerk committee. Mm-hmm. And so, at one point, what's-his-face, uh, Sean Connery goes to the doctor, and the doctor is none other than the super-hot ex-girlfriend, lady friend of his. Lisa Benson. Lisa Benson. I mean, pretty progressive. A doctor. A woman doctor? Who'd have, who'd have thunk it? In the 60s? You're more qualified than Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> you made a pretty good point. I mean, Florence Nightingale. While we were watching this movie. I, I get those confused all the time. <laughs> you made a really good point. Your point was, this movie is worse than any Star Trek episode ever. It is. I mean, especially the original series. It's like, you know, that was not a full-length movie. Yeah. And all of them were better written than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe they were just trying to make a fun, campy movie. I don't know. I mean... If they were trying to make it fun and campy, there was no fun and campiness in the storyline or the acting. Well, it was void of a few basics. It was like generic, okay, there's aliens coming to kill you, there's a love triangle story, and there's like, we gotta have the heroic sacrifice Dude, This the movie has four writers. Bill Finger. Wait, click on him. Didn't he create Batman? Comic book writer for Batman. No shit. Yeah. I'm, the killing joke was much better. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Bob Bill Finger created Batman with Bob. By the King. third act of this movie, you could call it the "Let's Kill Myself" joke. So wait, the guy who created Batman helped fucking make this movie? I guess so. Jesus Christ! The effects weren't anything um, better or worse than something like a Star Trek episode. True. So that's what I'm saying. Like you, good sci-fi isn't dependent necessarily on effects. You have, like, The Day the Earth Sits Still, legitimately good movie. War of the Worlds, legitimately good movie. This was, like, 20 years before this movie. I hate Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, me too, after that one, actually. Yeah. Um, but you know what I'm trying to say, though, is, like, you don't have to have amazing-looking effects to tell a good science fiction story. Right. But this movie doesn't have a lot of the basics, either. For instance, music. No, oh, yeah. There's very little music in it. And when there is music, they do like, it could be like an intense fight scene with the alien puppets that the green slime uh, manifests from that we haven't even got to yet in your description. (laughs) But the point is this, when they're battling the green puppet slime monsters that are very dry for slime monsters, by the way. Yeah, right. Um, they could have just sprayed them with like a little I olive swear oil to God, or something. They, they reuse those from a Godzilla movie or something. It looks fucking. like Yo Gabba Gabba. It does. Or um, S- uh, Sid and Marty Croft, like HR Puff and stuff. HR Puff and stuff shit. all day, yeah. Um, but when they're fighting the aliens, mm-hmm. 
the music sounds like generic oboe music that should be in the background of like stock footage of like a dog sniffing around a barn. It's just like. Oh, the dog sees a little toad. I'll tell you. I'll but say, meanwhile, we have puppet monsters fighting um, very masculine men. I'll tell you one thing about this movie. The action sequences are terrible. Right. It, it's it's terrible. Like, I mean, look, I've watched a lot of movies from the 60s, right? Some of my favorite movies are the Westerns. Mm-hmm. And they had hot Italian birds. Why couldn't they have good action like in a Western in space? S- Italian, like 60s, hot Italian chick. Space Western. Does that exist? Um, 60s. Because they need to make it. Hot Italian chicks, Space Western. Yeah. That'd be bad. I don't know. Uh, listeners, let us know if that rings yeah, any bells. Let us for know, you. guys. Welcome to horror. If you all know anything about that, let us know. Because I don't fucking know, but I want to watch it. Yeah. But, uh, God. Okay, get back to this. <laughs> That's movie. a very specific request. <laughs> like, good... You guys know any of these uh, in this subgenre? So, anyways, the green slime, it, it decontaminates, and apparently, when it devours electricity or energy, it grows into a giant Yo Gabba Gabba monster. And it's got a giant tentacle crawfish arms and one big red eye for some fucking reason. Looks kind of vaginal. Does it? There's a lot of phallics and v- vaginas in this movie. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. <laughs> it's Read. very Freudian. Read into it, Bobby. So it's very lacking in intensity, right? <sighs> That's for sure. Especially the th- scenes that you're waiting for with the monsters. You're just like, what the fuck? What is this? But then they throw a curveball. They throw you some cool gore effect. Like that, There were some fairly violent looking... One. No, well, there was the one where the guy falls off the like, uh, uh, what are they called? The the uh, the, the, the guardrail. The guardrail the, the banister. On, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And the Walk space way. station. And he like splatters. Um, uh, catwalk. Catwalk. That's what I'm trying catwalk, to think of. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and he splatters catwalk. his head splatters. I think that was fairly cutting edge for the time. And that was one thing. And then later on, like a guy got fried and he like looked at the camera and then just like fell flat on his face. There was a couple good scenes. But remember when the the doors open and then the uh, professor fucking. So I'm talking about. Professor uh, Annoying Guy Dr. Smith Has the tentacles around him Yeah Yeah Yeah. And then you have like Again Like like Alien You're like They're looking for the aliens In the corridors Like in the dark hallways and stuff But it just looks like my garage Yeah And they're like Let's This is their plan Like we're gonna lead these aliens With these light These flashlights And uh, our guns don't work So I'm gonna throw a bed at them Yeah <laughs> And there was a scene where they're throwing beds at them. Throwing beds at the aliens. Mm-hmm. That are like electrically charged, I guess. Yeah, the aliens just didn't look scary at all. No, they look stupid. They look stupid. It's camp. They look dumb. And <laughs> we're so torn on this. I'm I, like I'm like seventy percent don't like this movie, yeah. but thirty percent I'm like, yeah, it's interesting. The thirty percent I liked were the hot Italian chicks. That was <laughs> that was the big thing. I want to go to Italy. Would it have looked better if it was in black and white? Because it feels almost like a fifties movie. It was like that awkward transition where they got color now. Yeah. But if it was in black and white, I think it would have pulled off a lot better. And this was a Blu-ray tra- uh transfer, so it was HD. Why would they make this movie into Blu-ray? Because of assholes like me that mm. will buy it. Yeah. You know, if it was co- if it was black and white, they couldn't call it the green slime. That's true. They could just call it the slime. <laughs> they could have just called it. There's probably already one called the slime. I'm, I'm sure there was in the 50s or something. So, so here, okay, the basis of the rest of this whole movie is the green slime turns into monsters. They're stuck on the spaceship with it. They, uh... They try to capture the green slime monsters in one small area, and then half the space station blows up. And they're like, we got to evacuate. And the whole time, like, 
fucking Sean Connery and fucking Jimmy Jankle or whatever. They're like really. <laughs> they're just like they're like dick testing each other about like, oh, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. And the girls like, oh, I like him. No, I like you. Right. So that I, I did write this question down for you, Adam. Yeah. Um, if you were a sexy redheaded uh, Italian lady, don't, don't talk try to me about sexy redheaded girls. No, I said Italian lady. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and your name was Lisa, right? Lisa Binson. Lisa Binson. Lisa Binson. Lisa Binson. She makes a good crazy bread. <laughs> if you were a sexy redheaded Italian lady named Lisa, mm-hmm. would you choose? Hyper masculine, possibly gay guy, right? Or, um, as I was calling him in this movie, Ed Hairless, because <laughs> his hair is very upsetting. His hair, it's subtle but upsetting. It's like it's like it's a crew cut with a part in it. <laughs> it looks so weird. I'm like, why? Hair- why was that a choice, dude? Obviously, you're gonna take Sean Connery, the manly guy. Why? He's more. He's more handsome. He's more in control. He was mean to her. He was like, he was like, bitch, do what I tell you, and she's like, okay. That's why. Uh, so you want to be, um, you want to be dominated by. If you're the hot Italian bird, yeah, that's how it right. works. Right. Yeah, these are hypotheticals. <laughs> and then on the other hand, um, Ed Harris mm-hmm. was kind of a loose cannon, kind of insecure about things. He's a sweetheart. Was he? That's what she was saying. Well, she's so torn with these two. I know. Just like it seems like you are. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that uh, that that handsome hair dude would win out personally yeah what's weird is the bad the bad love triangle subplot in this movie is like one of the most interesting things about it is it i mean it's in the top five most memorable things and that's a shame (laughs) that's a shame really (laughs) we shouldn't have to remember that you know like i it was a big part of the story i know it was too much of a part of the fucking story and it was just like a hindrance to the story like uh, i'm disappointed in the writing jump scares would have improved this yep it was kind of a slog. It was just to get through the whole thing. Well, it's it's charming at first. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my God, we're only 40 minutes into this and we have another 50, you know? And by that point, like, by the time you're 40 minutes in, the stage is set. Right. It's but all happening. By the time you're There's like... no twists. The thrill and the, oh, that's cute of the set pieces and yeah. stuff. Yeah. By the time you're over that, you're like, all right, let's 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 wrap let's it up. get this let's show on the road. Let's just wrap it up. Let's just finish this up now. So I did some of my favorite things was when the <laughs> the times that you and I laughed out loud mm-hmm. with the special effects when like the guys are flying through space. Right. And it just looks so retarded. And the little models they just look so dumb. See, that's why I'm so torn right now. I'm like, is it decent for the time or not? Because I don't think it is. I don't think it is. But it's it's tough. Well, I guess okay. It was all filmed at the Toei, to- to- the fucking Godzilla it, studio. Within the first five seconds of this movie, it feels like Godzilla, a Godzilla movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is this looks like it was made by Godzilla, and you know, Godzilla movies it was were all- made by like <laughs> cut. That's a fucking Italian bird on fire with his, <laughs> with his dragon breath. <laughs> he has a little like director's chair that says Godzilla. I mean, look, Son of Godzilla came out in 1967. That's and a horrible movie. That's the one with the little baby Godzilla yeah, yeah. that you oh, love so much. Yeah, that was sixty-seven. This was sixty-eight. Mm-hmm. It was made by the same people. Yeah, so I'm, I'm. I guess that studio used the same old caliber of effects, but this was released by MGM. So I just, I just googled uh, 
you know, I was looking for another, you know, Godzilla movie from that era. You know what, uh, you know, the other name for, for, uh, the son of Godzilla is hmm. monster islands, decisive battle. I've heard that. Yeah. Godzilla's son. <laughs> yeah. Monster islands, decisive battle. Battle Royale. I, I think that it just didn't translate well into English, <laughs> so they're so like, let's just go with Son of Godzilla. Yeah, Son of Godzilla, that works. The green slime, that'll leave it color. So uh, so they, they, they trap the green slime monsters, which are no longer slime, in one facility, and they blow it up. There's lots of explosions, space explosions. All the explosions look like cherry bombs and bottle rockets. Yeah, it's like a, it's like it's a piece of paper. It's like a cardboard. They they made paper mache. Or like the time we made it on fire. I made napalm one time in my garage. How'd that work out? Uh, it's dangerous as yeah. fuck. <laughs> well, you're still here. It does not stop burning. Yeah, I'm not even gonna say how to make it because I think that's illegal. Yeah, that's the point. But it's super easy. It's it's not hard. Super easy. Coming right. Just cut that out. We'll bleep it out. Just beef it, all right? You could say that. You it's could... super dangerous. So so then they're evacuating Gamma 3, the big space station. And Mr. Man leaves Sean Connery, man, decides he's got to go back in and, and turn on the spaceship rockets to get it to not go to Earth. <laughs> sure. And so he sends his ex and all the other people get on the ship to escape. And one of the guys to get escape is his ex's current boyfriend, the guy he's at odds with, Vince, right? And Vince is like, oh, he went back in to save the day? Well, I'm going to go back in and save the day, too. Mm -hmm. And so he goes back in and saves the day and dies. And fucking dies. Yeah. And then, uh, and then old fucking Sean Connery drags his corpse out to space after he saves the day. And like... Uh, it's Armageddon. It's Armageddon. It's Armageddon with uh, space puppets. And so you know, like, after that, like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, just stay with the hot Italian bird. Let your but let your rival buddy go die by himself. Let him be a hero. There's, yeah, there's no need to uh, really explore the motivations or the lack or the logical fallacies of this. Um, but it's it's all with the exception of like uber masculine chest puffing. Yeah, it's all like oddly unintense for the situation. It's very unintense. It's like you don't you're not worried about like even even the background actors are just kind of standing there. Yeah. The you know thing. what I mean? Or they're go-go dancing. Or they're go-go dancing. Yeah. Which if if there's any if anything that's the opposite of intensity, it's 60s go-go dancing. I don't know. I Half of it looks like laughing this movie. Laughing. <laughs> 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 like, where's Goldie? Space. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we do we do we need to explore it even more no no we really don't so i got one more alternative title let's hear it attack of the cum puppets <laughs> how are they cum puppets because they're all oozy and slimy you yeah. know like yeah. semen oh i got you it's like green semen mm -hmm. Gre greenman you know what my favorite thing about this movie was honestly <laughs> i'm so sorry about that besides the hot italian birds the theme song mm -hmm. the theme song is amazing so Give me your top five favorite things about the movie. Hot Italian Birds, theme song. Um, uh, um, I liked the bad spaceship special effects, mm -hmm. like the dildo butane rocket was cool. Dildo butane rocket, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, <laughs> that's that's, that's three things. It's about all I got. I got to come up with two more? Yeah, yeah. You serious? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to see, like, just grasp at straws. I don't care. Try to list five things you like about it. You've listed three. I listed three. Five, two more things I liked about this movie. Go-go dancing in space. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, and, you know, maybe fake Sean Connery's hair. And, and I, would, I would probably throw the occasional but kind of cool gore effects. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forget his hair. 
We'll go with that one gore splatter. That one gore splatter. Honorable mention, uh, fake Sean Connery's hair. Yeah, yeah honorable mention. Yeah, I'd go with that. That's that's pretty much, uh, you know what you just did? You just named everything memorable about the movie. That was the only thing I remember. That. That's the only thing I want to remember about the movie. Um, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It's definitely not for everyone. It's this is a niche. This is a niche film, even within weird shit that we're into. If you know old sixties like sci-fi movies, and you appreciate camp, yeah, I mean, no, no, no. I'm actually asking our, our, our listening audience, like, fill us in. Is is this what they were like at the end of the sixties? No, was because it, it seemed like a movie from the fifties. No, no, yeah, that's what that's the point. That's what I was saying earlier. It feels like this awkward transition where they were trying to move into something more specific. Because you had like Soylent Green. Planet of the Apes. Right. All those Heston movies that were sci-fi. 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah. Those are all like good movies. Like good serious movies. This is like, back then it didn't matter if it looked good or not. Like you could still have a good story or bad story. This was like nowadays from outer with, space. It wasn't that <laughs> bad. Right. And I mean that in a very roundabout way. Right. Um, but nowadays, this isn't a good movie, but we're going to put amazing CGI and special effects right. in it. Yeah. And people are like, this is awesome. I'm like, no, you you have to have a balance there. So if the green slime was made nowadays with special effects, like good, mm-hmm. would it work? Well, I mean, honestly. With Ryan Reynolds. I, I, I've said it a million times Jake already. <laughs> yeah, that was called Life. <laughs> but Same difference. As, as cheesy and campy and, and bad as this film is, you would, I, I would think you would not have things like Alien. If not for this? It, it feels like Alien, like Ridley Scott was just like, I'm going to take those ideas and put them into a good movie. Yeah. Or maybe. like even like Event Horizon. This. <laughs> Think about it, though. There's like, what, 30 years between these two. Right, right, right. It evolved into the, something more interesting. It got way more interesting. Yeah. It, it, it Way more interesting than this. The Green Slime... It is a substance that abuses you. Mm-hmm. It abuses you with electrical crawfish tentacles. It exp- abuses you with one giant eye and multiple other eyes. It abuses you with uh, with with hot Italian bird love triangles. Mm-hmm. So watch it. Don't watch it. I don't care. I'm yeah, not that's, watching this it is again. one where I'm like, I don't care. I don't want to be responsible if I recommend it. I'll never watch this again. If you're vaguely interested in it and you like this kind of stuff. Watch Event Horizon. Check it out. Or maybe try to find the Mystery Science Theater version of it. Watch Is it there that one? Way. See, I would, this would be perfect for Mystery Science mm-hmm. Theater 3000. Mm-hmm. It would be great on that show. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is one. Because yeah. I've definitely seen this before. Yeah, watch that. <laughs> watch that. And the only time, the only, I've only seen one Twilight movie and I watched it with the riff tracks and really? it was like so much better. Was it? I've I'm never, like, this movie's horrible. I've never watched Twilight. Um, but yeah, um, that was the green slime. Mm. Meh. Eh. <laughs> Not even eh. at the same time. Um, <laughs> it is still everyone. substance abuse month. Even if we go into next month, we're going to stick it with. Uh, we got to finish out two more substance. Yeah, because we're addicts. Yes, we're addicted to substance. Um, but I'm going to steal an idea from Welcome to Horror. Uh huh. They've been doing hashtag Ask Welcome to Horror. Okay. Which is our friends' podcast in the UK. Hey guys. Um, we want to do hashtag ask not for everyone because we're running out of BS to talk about. Are we? No, but okay. you know, let's spice it up. So what, what is it? What does it entail? How does this work? Um, just hit us up on Instagram at not for everyone podcast. Ask us a question or, uh, Adam at Von Art 13 or me at pinball Bobby. Hit us up, uh, hit us up on there and just ask us a question. It could be about anything you want to know. It will tell you. 
it might be true. We might make some bullshit up and tell you, but we'll tell you something. Anything to plug or can we wrap this up? Let's just wrap this up. Let's just close this one out. You know, I think the next movie we watch is going to be something that we both enjoy. I I agree. Yeah. There's two more in mind and I know for a fact we both enjoy those. Exactly. You know, let's just go back to classics that we love and just share our love with the world. This was a, this was an interesting little endeavor into the, the world of green slime, uh, beyond our world and times. What, was I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you some good sixty sci-fi eventually. Please do. Was this supposed to be in the future? Yeah, yeah. It had to have been. Flying cars and shit. It kind of looked like. Uh, I, I think the Fallout series looks better than this movie. Yeah. Well, Fallout has better effects. You know, they should on the, on, on, uh, the PC. They should make the next Fallout game Fallout. Open the door, you find the secret. You find the answer is to keep it. When you find something screaming across your mind, green slime. What can it be? What is the reason? Is this the end to all the people? Is it just something in your head? Would you believe?